You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 8th of December. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and I'm joined today by John Fahey from AIB's Economic Unit to discuss the latest market developments. John, leading off with the US, last week saw the euro trade above 120 against the dollar for only the second time in six years. What's behind the dollar slide and is it likely to continue? So last week, as you say, we saw you know the, the dollar weakening trend gather further momentum. But I suppose if you take a step back, it's really kind of a trend that has started since around the springtime. Obviously, at the start of the year, back in February and March, when the COVID pandemic was having the most impact on financial markets now, from the perspective of a lot of risk aversion, dollar was doing well and well supported on markets. But then as things improved, as risk appetite picked up and firmed, what we've seen is a continued weakening in the dollar. So since spring, dollar's down about just over 11% on a trade-weighted basis. But what we've seen in the second half of this year is kind of a further momentum to that dollar weakness. So we're down around over 6%. And then in the last month or so, you know, the dollar is weaker by around 3% against all the other majors. So one thing that's happened in the last month has obviously been in relation to the vaccine use flow. So that has improved as further the prospect of, you know, the pandemic and in terms of how it's impacting the economy is to be fairly muted. So when we look to the outlook, there's a number of things that are different this time around from the last time that euro dollar traded above 120 because we did get above 120 back at the start of 2017 and over that period into 2018 the pair traded as high as 125 but it couldn't be sustained and if you think of where we were at the start of this year as i mentioned earlier where the dollar you know was well supported amid the risk aversion euro dollar traded as low as as 107 so when you look at what might be different this time around compared to the last time we were above 120 there is very much a change economic and political landscape so if we look at the economy behind it first with the vaccine development there's strong potential next year for a sustained robust broad-based growth in the global economy over the next number of years once the vaccine rollout happens and at the same time you have a lot of stimulus there both from a fiscal and monetary supporting the economy so in that context you could see that the u.s economy may no longer be an outperformer because for the last number of years the u.s economy has performed better than most other advanced economies so that's been supportive of the dollar that may no longer be there as we look ahead and the second key thing is on the interest rate side in other words interest rate differentials last few years the fed had been increasing interest rates reducing the size of its balance sheet obviously once the pandemic hit we saw the fed cut interest rates by 150 basis points restart its qe program and interest rates in the us are practically at zero now and it's basically implemented unlimited qe so that supportive element of interest rate differentials is no longer there and at the same time the fed has changed its policy framework to focus more on the employment side of its June mandate rather than price stability so that implies by its design rates lower for longer so that's the second thing in terms of interest rate differentials and the third aspect is it's just fiscal and budgetary outlook there's a strong possibility that under a Biden presidency the fiscal budget deficit will deteriorate further and you have in the US at the moment and it's been there for a while but it may come more back into focus over the next couple of years is the twin deficits in terms of the budget deficit and also its balance of payments situation so those three things combined are likely to make the outlook for the dollar more challenging and maybe make it different this time around where we were in 2017 when we last traded above 120. So the next key levels to look out for is obviously that 125 level because the dollar is still at relatively elevated levels despite recent weakening. So we look to see whether we can push up towards that 125 level as we move in towards around the midpoint of next year. Okay, thanks, John. And closer to home, the ECB hold our policy meeting for December later this week. 
what can we expect from this? So the ECB has kind of well signposted the fact that they basically promised more action at their last meeting. So what we expect is that they'll introduce more stimulus. Now, the ECB so far, in contrast to the Fed and the Bank of England to deal with the crisis we're in at the moment, has refrained from reducing interest rates because obviously uh, from a European Central Bank perspective, we're already well in negative territory with a deposit rate at minus 0.5. So their response has been focused on QE and liquidity type provisions as opposed to the Fed has had room to cut interest rates and so has the Bank of England. So what we expect this week from the ECB is a continuation of that. In other words, they'll expand further their quantitative easing programme and at the same time introduce further liquidity provisions and those two things combined would be the key actions they do to hope to help to sustain and push the Eurozone economy back into recovery and then sustain that recovery. So we expect this week is an expansion and extension of its QE programme as well as further potential moves on its liquidity program. Okay. And ECB aside, John, the economic calendar looks a little bit light for the week ahead. Is there anything in particular our listeners should look out for? Yeah, I suppose ECB aside, if you look at the data calendar, it's one of the kind of few highlights out there is probably UK GDP. It's their monthly read. So the UK is one of the few advanced economies to produce an actual monthly GDP estimate. So we get that for October. So what we look to see in this number is just some confirmation that the recovery has slowed because, as you're aware, UK economies had to re-implement restrictions over that period, like many other economies. And we've seen the survey data in October reflect that fact in terms of PMIs and sentiment, other sentiment indices. So we expect the GDP forecast this week to be fairly modest in terms of monthly growth, just to reflect the fact that, you know, the restrictions are impacting, uh, they're impacting most in the services sector. And obviously the services sector is a key part of the UK economy. And so we expect very modest month-on-month growth to reflect the impact of the restrictions. Okay. And finally for this week, John, the podcast's favourite topic, Brexit. Talks have stalled as both sides struggle to reach an agreement over fisheries, governance and a level playing field. And up until recently, Euro sterling had been trading in an 80AP range now, we've seen sterling weaken out to beyond 91p as the likelihood of a deal maybe lessens. What are we likely to see over the next three weeks in relation to the exchange rate? Yeah, so what we saw over the weekend was talks continuing, but obviously the main challenges remain around fisheries, level playing field and dispute resolution mechanisms. And so we had last night the meeting or the telephone call between Prime Minister Johnson and the European Commission President Ursula van der Leyen. So what we look to do over the next couple of days is to see can they firm out on that deal and what progress can be made. As you said there, yesterday market started the week more nervous when we looked at Eurostern and we moved back up towards that 91p. I suppose the surprising thing was the last couple of weeks was that the euro sterling rate remained fairly steady within an 89 to 90p range, despite the fact that the clock is ticking down to get a deal done. So the market's more sensitive now to the news flow just because of that, that time is running out. And we know that the UK said it won't look for an extension of the transition period. So the next couple of days, we could see ongoing volatility in sterling as the market gets more nervous that its basis case assumption that a deal will be agreed, that the risks are that there's still a potential for a no-deal scenario. So we think that sterling will probably be reactive over the next couple of days to the news flow as they try to hammer out a deal. Okay. John, thanks as always for your insights. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets. And for our customers impacted by COVID, you can find the details of AAB's support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID. Finally, thank you to our customers for listening in. To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.